Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's open up with a hand clap of praise for Jesus this afternoon. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Welcome, everyone, to House of the Lord this afternoon. So thankful to see each and every one. We know we have several absent from us today. It is the unofficial start of the summer holiday with Memorial Day being tomorrow. And so we have many out traveling, so we just ask that the Lord be with each and every one that's traveling, be with them on this week. We, uh, with tomorrow being Memorial Day, we definitely want to remember uh, those men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for mine and yours freedom. Uh, the one thing for doing what we're doing right now, to have the freedom to come to uh, church and worship and praise our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, these men and women paid it all, and we need to remember them. We need to remember uh, what they gave so we can have our freedom. Too many times, I think, as the, uh, the years and days in this nation rolls past, we don't remember the freedoms that we have and they fought for enough. And so we need to remember that. Remember those. We, we need to uh, talk about those who, uh, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. That's how we remember. Remember their life. Uh, share their stories. I'm reminded of a friend that Michelle had, uh, Eric Enright, who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice with his life when an ambush took place in Afghanistan. Uh, and he was there for a dinner that was supposed to be a joyous event. They wanted them, uh, soldiers to be there. Uh, but they did not want them to have their weapons. Uh, and so an ambush took place. And so we honor and remember Eric today and for his sacrifice and his comrades that paid the ultimate sacrifice for his life. Because it's not all for nothing. Freedom reigns. Hallelujah. It not only reigns in the United States of America, but it reigns through the spirit of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for that. And because of that, uh, we also today are celebrating Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church. Uh, it is such a joyous time. It's when the Holy Spirit came down upon those in the upper room as the 120, uh, and they began to speak in an unknown language, and some of those that were around and about heard and understood this language. It was a heavenly language, and that was the beginning of the church, the church of, of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. They grew from that 120 all the way to 3,000 in, in that time period. And so uh, that's what we're celebrating today is Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. So we have a couple of announcements uh, to make this afternoon. Uh, looks like uh, he's not with us today, but Brother Talbot has a birthday party today. So we want to give Brother Kyle a hand clap. So thankful for Brother Kyle that we get to see him today. He had a birthday and Saw look like Eugene was having a birthday on Thursday, so we wish Eugene a happy birthday. This is the last Sunday of the month. Excuse me, next Sunday will be uh, the first Sunday of the month. But uh, we have missionary offerings the next Sunday, so Eugene the fourth. So remember that next Sunday. Also, uh, the youth have an outing after service next Sunday as well. Uh, so remember that. Sadly, in Matthew, there was some in the youth. And I have come and just going on by with all 
what it was. We, the summer don't really follow the summer vacation that we do. I think the first day of summer was in June, although this is summer here in Dallas. First holiday would be at the work that we off uh, have tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people have tomorrow off. Uh, I think that some folks are finally grateful to be able to be here to have a day off of work. Devotion this morning is going to come, uh, no doubtedly, very familiar scripture uh, from the book of Acts. We're going to read Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 3 uh, through 5. It says, To him he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many witnesses, infallibly true, being seen by them during forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Verse 5 says, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit many days from now. And how the disciples must have wondered what exactly that meant, what was going to transpire, what was going to happen uh, when this baptism of the Holy Spirit took place. So then, just a 10 days later, in chapter 2 of Acts, beginning in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, everybody said suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Now, notice there, then they appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire. It was shown to them. They saw that. There was, there was appeared to them. They could see that, that the tongues were divided, sat upon each of them. And verse 4 said, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The promise Jesus had gave just 10 days earlier was now being fulfilled. He promised that this would happen, and it, it transpired and happened. And that's what we celebrate today, the birthday of the church, because of that Holy Spirit. Just like this morning, we talked about in Sunday school, Pentecost. He was anointed. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and like Scripture says, made him be a, a new man, a different man, as the Holy Spirit came upon him. But today, we have the Holy Spirit within us when we receive that Holy Spirit. That's what makes us a new man or a new woman. Just like during the Old Testament time of Pentecost, they, he had to have that Spirit upon him to do things of the Lord, to prophesy. Just like Elijah, when he left and he outrun the chariot, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and gave him ability to do things that ordinary man could not do. He, when he outrun that chariot as he ran away from uh, Mount Carmel and the rain was coming. The Holy Spirit that in the kingdom of God, when each child of God receives that spirit within them, it changes them. It changes your mind. It changes your thinking. It changes your spirit completely. Oh, I'm so thankful for that today, aren't you? And when we worship this afternoon, let's worship with a whole heart of thanksgivingness for the birthday of the church when Jesus 
gave a promise that he said, because I go to the Father, I will not leave you as orphans. I will send that helper to you. He has sent that helper at the start of the church. We cannot do anything in and of ourselves. It's only through Jesus Christ and his spirit and the presence that he dwells within us. He dwells within us. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that today. And as the praise teams come and we worship the Lord today, let's let's just have a heart of thanksgiving. Let's worship the Lord wholeheartedly. And let's let the spirit have his way in this place today. Let's let our flesh be completely and totally out of the picture. That our flesh should have stayed behind uh, in the other side of that uh, threshold back there. Let's let the Holy Spirit have his way in this place today because the Lord wants to do a work today. The Lord wants to move today on this day that we celebrate the Holy Spirit starting the church. Let's stand and give the Lord a hand clap of praise as the praise team comes. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord today. get with it and worship the Lord for the offering to come down because we didn't have very much time to practice. So we just put it in the Lord's hands and we're going to believe for a Holy Ghost pour down. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love to praise Him. I love to praise his name and love to praise him. I love to praise his name and love to praise him. I love to praise his name and love to praise his holy name. Love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, I love to praise his holy name. Cause he's my rock, and he's my rock, my sword, my shield. He's the reason in the middle of the well, and he will never Oh, he will never let you down. He's the joy that I have found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to praise his name. I love to praise his name. Holy name, cause he's my rock, he's my rock, my sword, my shield, he's the wind, in the middle of the wheel, and he will never, oh, he will never let you down, he's a joy that I have found, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love to praise his name, I love to praise his holy name. Cause he's my rock, he's my rock, well he's my rock, my sword, my shield, he's the wind. 
Holy Spirit, we are in your presence, fill us with your power, live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit, we are in your presence, and fill us with your power. Take complete control. Welcome, Welcome 
come, Holy Spirit. We're in your presence and fill us with your power and live inside of me. Oh, welcome, Holy Spirit. Oh, we are in your presence. Oh, fill us with your power. Live inside me. One more time. Oh, welcome, Holy Spirit. Be here with your presence. Who fill me with your power and inside of me? You're the living water, ever drying fountain, comforter and counselor, take complete control. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Be here in your presence. Who fill us with your power? Live inside of me. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. You're so worthy, God. Hallelujah. Get your praise and shoes. Get your shoes off. We're fixing to pray. Woo! All right. Here we go. Let's do it.
like the Spirit of the Lord falling down upon us. Hallelujah. Glory to His name. Praise His holy name. You know, so many people, kind of like what Brother Bobby was saying this morning in Sunday school, they, they want more out of life. They expect more. Well, we have got to learn to not allow our flesh to get in the way of what the Spirit wants us to do. We have, got, we have got to learn to hold our flesh back, push our flesh back, whatever it takes, to let the Lord have his way. Hallelujah. The, the Spirit indeed is willing. It is, the Spirit is willing to make a difference in your life today. The question is, will you allow him to make a difference in your life today? Will you allow that? The Spirit is willing. You're going through situations that the Spirit of the Lord has more than enough power and ability to take care of, whether it's health, whether it's salvation, no matter what no matter what the situation is, if we will yield to the Spirit today, hallelujah, and let Him have His way, you will be that individual that you desire to be today. We think too many times we need to change. We think too many times we need to make the effort to get this aspect out of our lives it's not of you. You can't do it. You'll never be able to change one aspect of your life. No. You have to have the Holy Spirit's help. Yeah. You, you must. You must allow the Holy Spirit to have the perfect work in your life and yield to that. Hallelujah. Well, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is let's good. give him another hand clap of praise. on uh, the live stream, if you go to christchannel.church.org, 
Let's just pray and let the blessings come on us. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory for this day. We thank you for the Holy Spirit right now, Heavenly Father. And Lord, as we receive the tithes and offerings for the year, we thank you for blessing us. And we, in turn, are going to, in ordinance of keeping with your command, Lord, give back to you and your kingdom. And let all praise and glory always come to your name for the furtherance of your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to sing of the joy that he brings. I want to tell of his power every day, every hour. I want to lift up that wonderful name. Hallelujah. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to sing of the joy that he brings. I want to tell of his power every day, every hour. I want to lift up that wonderful. Come on, let's sing it together again. Praise his name. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to sing of the joy he brings. I want to tell his power every day, every hour. I want to lift up that wonderful name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Lift up the Praise his holy name. I want to give a moment for a testimony this morning. If there's anyone that wants to stand and lift up the name of Jesus, uh, something how he has moved in your life, you have a, something on your heart this morning that you want to give praise and glory on this Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. If anyone wants to stand up and give a testimony. Somebody's going to praise the Lord. Come on. Good. 
Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone else want to stand and praise and then we'll be together. Come on now. Say it, sis.
Lord, thank you, Sister Patty. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Sister Bill Ray, would you go and come to the house while your hand go up a little? Let's give Leah a hand clap. Happy birthday. Hallelujah. We will be praying for you, sir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before we sing the little circle, I'm going to leave anybody else, anyone else who's standing here, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. We will have our meet and greet now then. Uh, we are actually having church this morning, so everyone stay in uh, on the floor this morning, but we'll just stand and stretch, greet one another in the name of the Lord. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I love better than God's people coming together. Feels so good. Just being here again, it feels so good. Just being here again, it feels so good. Feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I love better than God's people coming together. Feels so good. Just being here again. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I love better than God's people coming together. Feels so good just being here again. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I love better than God's people coming together. Feels so good just being here one more time. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I love better 
Then God's people coming together feels so good just being here again. Hallelujah. All right, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise while you make your way back to your seats. <coughs> God is good. And all the time, amen, hallelujah. I am, I am thrilled with as many people that are out of town. I am really shocked to see we got a really good crowd anyway, amen. Uh, but... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, and uh, I'm, I guess as I tell you this, I'm hitting, especially for some of our men folk around here, to um, realize, you know, there's some things that needs to get done so we can have service. A lot of times you come in, you just have service, you know, you're right there at service time, and then you go home, and uh, uh, you don't think about what goes on that has to happen beforehand. And um, I um, seen a lot of people fanning a while ago uh, and getting warm in here. Well, fans hadn't been cut on yet or nothing like that. I got here at 8.30 this morning, and I worked nonstop until people started coming in, and I was barely getting everything done because Chris not here, uh, Kessie not here, and sound people not, not here. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that had to be cut on and taken care of. And uh, I was... Doing this by the time oh, Sister uh, uh, Mary and uh, Shelly come in, and Shelly looked at me and said, You all right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and um, plus, uh, I've had a, I got another bout with uh, uh, these uh, allergies and sinus. So I had to get out and uh, mow that five acres, and you can hear my voice every time I cut that grass. I mean, it just works on me something fierce. Uh, so um, there's a few reasons why I'm down here. That that being being one, I'm going to do something uh, today that uh, I think I coined several years ago. I call it treaching. Um, uh, and uh, because of my voice and 
having to do with that, but also I'm excited about something uh, that the Lord has been working with me on for almost two years. And um, when something comes open uh, a little little different, uh, you know, I, I, I take, now that I'm an older man, I don't, you know, back when I was a young man, I found out something you see a new revelation in the Word or God gives you something different about a verse, whatever. Sometimes you want to just jump out there go gunning for it without taking the proper time to uh, get into it all. And um, sometimes you have to back up your words, you know. And uh, so, thank you. Um, so, I'm, y'all going to be here a while. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, yeah. She's home. She's home. She knows what I need right here. Hallelujah. But Pentecost Sunday is a great time of celebration. And Ronnie gave you scriptures a while ago. And normally those scriptures is what I would choose to preach on. But since Pentecost Sunday is the birthday of the church, the Lord has been impressing upon me to talk about the church and how important it is. We live in a totally different world today, amen? Sis was talking in her testimony how she was taught and brought up. Uh, I was brought up in the day and time that if I... If I missed a service uh, and uh, wasn't sick, you're very liable to be brought up before the congregation giving an apology. Because we were taught the house of God is the most important thing. Amen. And uh, today, it just gets put on the back burner all the time. And then we want to know how come we don't see the Holy Ghost move like we know it can move. Jesus loved the church. He died for the church. Somebody said, well, you know, I just don't think that much about it. I don't care if I met it or not. Well, you won't leave when he comes because he's coming back after the church. And if you're not in it, you're not going to be going. I'm sorry, but that's just that's just a fact. Amen. And I want I want I want to deal with the church, and I want to show you something today. Like I said, that I've been uh, I've been working with and considering for almost two years, and man, it just it just uh, blew my socks off uh, when I got into it, and. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 16. And uh, we're going to read verses 13 through 18 for our opening text. Hallelujah. And I am believing today that God is going to confirm his word with signs and wonders. I'm believing that. I'm expecting a miracle to transpire. 
into the service today. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? How many knows that it don't matter what somebody else says about Jesus? God's concerned about what you're saying about Jesus. <coughs> Amen. What you're saying about him. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. And that word Christ there means Messiah. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for, the fle for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. How many knows there are some things that you just can't get through natural means? I don't care how much you've been to school, how much education you got, there's some things that comes by revelation. Hallelujah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will. Now, notice that the future, that was future tense at that time. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. Let's pray. Father, we come today, we thank you, and we praise you for the service. Everyone that's gathered together, thank you for those watching online. Asking God that you will help us, God, in our feebleness and weakness of body these next few minutes as we attempt to bring forth what you have placed within our heart and spirit today. And I'm believing, God, that you're going to confirm your word and you're going to work, work wonders in our midst today. In Jesus' holy mighty name of the church, say, God bless you and you can be seated. I sure hope everybody gave extra much good in the offering because there ain't no telling how much Layla's going to charge me. That poor girl's up there running everything by herself. And she went through a crash course just about two and a half, three weeks. Chris was trying to uh, show her about the live stream so we could go on live stream and all that. And she is doing a fantastic job. Let's I know she'll be much embarrassed about that. She's up there behind that screen hiding. Uh, but uh, I appreciate what she's doing. I've been I've been uh, begging and pleading with folks for you know a couple years or so to step up to the plate and say, Pastor, I'm willing to be trained in whatever area. We need some we need some more workers. We need some more help. And I'm thankful that she was willing. Amen. Or um, uh, so this is possible today. I want to talk to you today on a subject titled, The Church the Lord Built. The Church the Lord Built. What I want to do today in my assignment for this Sunday is for everybody leaving here 
with a new realization of how important the church was and is to Jesus Christ. If you're willing to spill your blood for something, it's got to be pretty important to you. And matter of fact, the Bible says the church is his bride. I wonder how many men uh, would be very happy about it if somebody was to try to ridicule their bride. You ever thought about that? Amen. But yet, it goes on all the time, don't it? Sometimes even in the building that the church meets. And I say it that way because this building is not the church. It's where the church meets. <coughs> Amen. This building can go away tomorrow, but the church is going to go right on. Hallelujah. I'm feeling a rumbling going on in my spirit right now. Hallelujah. Now, as we celebrate this special day in the history where the power of the Holy Ghost was poured out, just like Jesus said it would be 50 days after the Passover when he was crucified, we must recognize as well as uh, beside that outpouring of that spirit, we must recognize as well that a unique and world-changing body of people was birthed into existence on that first Pentecost which Jesus Christ called his church. Amen. Let's get a hold of that. Now the word church the word in itself don't hold no lawful connotations or, or anything like that. The word church just simply means called out ones. Amen. That's what the definition of church means, called out ones. It comes from the original Greek ekklesia, those called out. That's what it means, those Called out, and when I think of that, I think of First Peter two and nine that says we have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah! I don't need a Hammond organ to make me shout when I hear something like that. I've been called out of darkness. Some of you out there sitting, and some of you watching online. You can think about the, some of the places you have been in your life that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt if God hadn't brought you out, you'd be in a graveyard right now. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You wouldn't even be in the land of living if God hadn't called you out. And he loved you. He thought enough about you. Said, I see something in her. I see something in him. And guess what? I feel like they're worth dying for. 
Don't nobody never let nobody degrade you and think to tell you you're not nothing. Jesus thinks you was worth dying for. Woo, my Lord, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost right here, right now. I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the church is a collective group of people who have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness and have been translated into the kingdom of the glorious Son. It was bought and paid for by the very blood of God. Yes, it was the blood of God himself flowing in the veins of Jesus that was shed on Calvary's hill. Let's look at Acts 20 and 28. Notice this. Therefore, take heed to yourselves. Now, he was writing to to the elders of the church. And he said, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God. Notice the God, where the subject is God, which he purchased with his own blood. It was the blood of God that bought you. Now, we know through medical science that when a, uh, a birth is, comes to being a conception, how many understands what I'm talking about when I say it's always the father that determines the blood type? That's medical science. It's the father that determines the blood type. Was Joseph? Jesus' dad in the flesh. So where did Jesus get his blood from that run through his veins? <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. It's the very blood of God. His blood came from the Father. My Lord. Because the, how many of the Bible said the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary? Hallelujah. Man, I I love the beautiful truths of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk a couple things. The first point that I want to talk about is the church is a consolidation of two into one. What in the world am I talking about? Well, the Lord... And I stand on record, and this is being this is being recorded. So I stand on record as saying that the Lord dealt with me strongly, that He sent me here today to debunk some long-held beliefs by most of us in the church, and that is, how many knows, and and I've said it, you've said it probably at times, and we all go around and we talk, go around and we say, well, the Jews is God's chosen people. And that was true at one time. 
but talking about the beauty of the church. Something has changed since Jesus died on that cross. I heard one man get up, and I won't call his name because he's a pretty well-known preacher, get up and says, he said, the, the Jewish nation are going to be saved, uh, go to heaven whether they ever say to believe in God or not. Just because they're Jews. Really? Well, let's, let's investigate some things here this morning. Before the work of Christ on Calvary, there was only one tribe of people on the earth who was considered the people of God. All the rest were heathens and outcasts. There was an invisible wall which separated the chosen people from the rest of the world. Christ, through the formation of the church at Pentecost, gave birth to what the scriptures calls a brand new man. Now, if you've never got a hold of this before, listen close. God, I pray a spirit of revelation will hit every heart. Hallelujah. God gave birth to a brand new man. The church is a consolidation of two into one. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 14 16. This is the New King James Version. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. Hostility is what that word means. Amen. Now, you should have picked up on what he was saying there just by the King James Version, but I want to read the same scriptures again in the LTV Version, the New Living Translation. Same scripture. Now look at it. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. Remember the King James has said both to one. Who was that both? He was talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews used to be God's holy chosen people and them alone. All the prophets Everything we got under the old commandment and the old old covenant came through the Jewish nation. The Son of God Himself came through the Jews. Amen. But 
Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles unto one people. When his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law, its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups together as one body. Mm. Hallelujah. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating himself one new people from the two groups together as one body. I submit to you today that it's not the church and the Jewish nation, but it's only the church. And the church is comprised of both Jews and Gentiles, black and white, rich or poor. There's no male or female. I kind of mess up all these transgender folks. Hallelujah. Keep waiting for Brother Randy to bring his high, high, high heels in here, but he ain't wearing them today. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Think about, think about the power of what I'm telling you. Yes, we, we still honor the nation of Israel, but they alone are not his chosen people any longer. He looks at the church, his body, hallelujah, that is made up of all people. There was a time that I had no right to be involved because I was a Gentile. I was non-Jewish. But because of what Christ did at Calvary and the blood that was spilled for me. Listen, church. Paul said in Galatians, he said all the blessings that God promised Abraham, it is ours. It is ours. You got a right to claim it. Hallelujah. You got a right to live in it and to walk in it. That's why you can claim your healing. That's why you can claim your deliverance. Glory to God, because God is your Father. Hallelujah. Aren't you happy for the church? Glory. Not a denomination. Not that sign we get out front. Not this building. Hallelujah. We were just in a meeting of, of God's people, brother, from all over the world. Hallelujah. All nationalities. All worshiping God in spirit and in truth. My Lord, it was, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did. <laughs> Let me go on. And I, part two, 
I want to talk about the church superseding all other religions. Hallelujah. Now, the wording up there is a little bit smaller. But uh, the church supersedes all other religions. There's not a shortage, shortage of religions in this world. There's all kinds. And matter of fact, there's always been my uh, thing and my policy, whatever you want to call it, that I, I, I have taught and I preached for years that uh, you don't need religion, you need a relationship. I believe religion is going to send more people to hell than anything else. Hallelujah. It is in the name of religion that some crazy maniacs will strap bombs around their body and become a suicide body and get a bomber and, and take their own lives just so they can kill as many other people. Amen. So, and, and by the way, let me, let me share something with you. If you ever studied and, and, and brought it all back, uh, uh, that word religion itself, it comes from an ancient word. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Latin. If I'm not mistaken, it's Latin, and it means that which binds. That's what the word religion actually originally means, that which binds. Anybody know that Jesus Christ didn't come to bind you? He come to make you free. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory! And whomever the Son is, what? He's free indeed. Mm. So don't ever get bound with some man-made religion or ideology. Jesus has got it all we need right in the church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory, yes. This church, birthed by the Holy Spirit, transcends all of the forms of religion on planet Earth. Even Old Testament Judaism. Man, I get a lot of flack every time I make this statement. But even Judaism is a false religion today. It was it was it was the one for a time. But all Jesus didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law, and fulfilled is what he did. Amen. We're not under the law, we're under the grace. The law can't save you. A man-made set of rules can't save you, but Jesus' blood can. Woo. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing transcends or overcomes the church of the living God. Now, let's look a little closer at something here. And this right here just really gets me excited. We read our opening scripture. Jesus started asking the question, Whom do men say that I am? Different ones of them 
uh, gave different answers of different ones saying, well, you're Elijah or you're Jeremiah or you're one of the prophets. And Jesus said, but whom do you say I am? Old Peter, that roughneck fisherman, said, you are the Christ. You're the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus looked at him and said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. And that word Bar-Jonah means son of Jonah. His dad's name was Jonah. Blessed are you, uh, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, Hades, hell, shall not prevail against it. Now, we love to make hay of that right there. The gates of hell shall not prevail. <coughs> and we want to, you know, well, here we are combating all the demons of hell every day and all this, everything in which we do. We, we are in a battle. I understand that. I'm not taking nothing away from that. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. But when Jesus... When I study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I see when Jesus says something or does something, I automatically begin to click in my mind what made him do that at that point, at that time. Give you an example. There was, there was one time in his ministry, the Bible says, on that day, that great last day of the feast Jesus stood and cried if any man is thirsty let him come unto me and drink for out of his belly he that believes on me as the scripture says out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water we all know that scripture right have you ever thought about what made Jesus say that and do that at that particular time well, I researched that years ago. And it said on that last day of the feast, I began to check that out. What feast was he talking about? Because there was several feasts that they had every year. And I found out that was during the Feast of Tabernacles. And on the last day, it was called the Great Day of the Feast. There was a ceremony that took place that was called the Ceremony of Pouring of the Waters. The high priest and all of his entourage would leave the temple, walk, walk down the steps and go down to the brook of Kidron, and the high priest would get water in the vessel, and they would march back up to the temple. All the time they were quoting in Hebrew the scripture, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And they just repeated that over and over. And when he got back up to the temple, he would pour the water out on the dry ground to simulate where the Bible says from the deserts shall begin to flow living water. That was going on 
when Jesus was sitting there on the last day of the feast, and high priests and all of them, with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation, or salvation in the Hebrew. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. The Hebrew word for salvation, my, 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 hallelujah. Jesus took about all of it he could take, and the Bible says on that last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried. He yelled it out, folks. If any man's thirsty, let him come unto me. Jesus, Yeshua, yeah. Oh, come on, somebody. Grab the word. Get a hold of what's men saying. You're going through your program and ceremony, passing me up sitting here. Just like churches every Sunday morning, they'll go through their program, singing their two little songs and go home. Amen, leaving Jesus out of the picture. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Those uh, Levites and priests uh, was doing their own program and thing. Jesus got fed up with it. He cried out, if any man starts to let him come unto me and drain. So I said that. Now much later on, he was on the way to Jerusalem for the final time. And the Bible said, and we read the scripture, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, <coughs> this is where they were at. And I'm going to try to slow down here. I want you to get this. To me, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. They was at Caesarea Philippi when Jesus made all this statement. You're a Peter. Upon this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Caesarea Philippi sat at the base of Mount Hermon in the northern tip of Israel part of the area known as the Golan Heights. I'm sure you've heard the Golan Heights today. <coughs> the early Canaanites worshipped Baal in this area, and King Jeroboam of the northern kingdom originated his false idol worship. So very early on, this area was, was known for, for false religion and idolatry. Now, at the base of Mount Hermon, there was a massive rock right there at the base. A massive rock wall rose upward, and it was very impressive for its size. Put the first picture up. This right here is a picture of that. This is the base of Mount Hermon. And down through the years, this area was, was just well known for all kind of false religions and heathen worship. At the very base there, 
there was a giant cave opening where spring waters gushed out um, very fiercely, which was one of the four fountainheads that made, made up the Jordan River. That big cave opening, that this is a picture of modern times, at the time of Jesus, waters just rushed out of that cave. And it was part of the, uh, of the one of the four fountainheads that makes up the Jordan River. This cave was believed by people back then to be the birthplace of the Greek god Pan. Now, if you know anything about Greek mythology, the Greek god Pan was the guy that was a half man and half goat. And this was the center of that worship, the people who worshipped uh, that. Uh, next uh, picture, please. Now you can see where the waters are flowing out today. It's not flowing out from the cave no longer. But there's, the springs are still flowing out. It still helps make up what makes up the, the Jordan the Jordan River. There was a uh, earthquake that happened that shook up that whole area, and ever since that earthquake, a few years after Jesus was gone, uh, caused the water to stop coming out of the cave and change the location. Okay? Now, next picture. <coughs> Everybody look at this. This is an artist's diagram of what this area looked at like when Jesus and his disciples came to Caesarea Philippi. First big temple here, that was the temple or the sanctuary or what some people call the Church of Pan. All these other buildings had to do with their false worship. The worship that was involved here, folks, was very disgusting. Remember I told you that God Pan was a half man and half goat? There was all, in one area up to the far right, there was one area where they had hundreds of goats. And as part of their worship, the men that went there had sexual relations with goats. And then they would sacrifice the goat and kill it and throw it into the cave, the waters in the cave. What I'm telling you is, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, this was what him and his disciples could see that was going on. And they seen all them people worshiping all this stuff and doing all these detestable things in the name of, a, of their religion. And Jesus and the disciples were sitting somewhere, being able to see because all them buildings was there then. He began to question them. He said, who do men say that I am? And Peter 
answered the question. He said, well, you are Peter. Upon this rock, not that big massive rock that everybody thinks is so impressive here, but upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. I ain't got to the best part yet. That cave, I told you after they've sacrificed goats to their God, throw them in there because they were trying to appease their gods. They believed that that cave was the portal to the underworld. And they thought demon spirits went in and out of that cave. They even had signs, and I don't how, I wish I could had one to find it, but they even had signs. They called that cave the gates of hell. They thought it was the portal to the underworld, and that's where interest to and from went in that cave. They tried to measure the depth of the waters in that cave, and back then, they with what they had back then, they didn't have no way to, uh, uh, to reach. And so they thought that the thing was bottomless. I mean, so finally, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I've got to explain it all. It was called and known everywhere. You can, you can check me up on this. Google the gates of hell, Caesarea Philippi. Uh, and you, you can find what I'm telling you today. And uh, Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All this false religion of man, all this idolatry, all this stuff that man's going on, is not going to overcome what I've been. You can see what they've got built for something that's not even real and genuine, I'm fixing to build something that's going to outlast eternity. Hallelujah. And you know what? Next picture, please. There's the ruins over there. You can still, at this angle, you can see the cave up over there and the place for the temple and all that stuff. Jesus says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell ain't going to prevail. It wasn't about 75 years after that that God sent an earthquake and that whole place just crumbled. But the church is alive and well. The church is alive and well. Another picture. There, there's another picture of all them ruins. That's where they had all them goats and they had all... That stuff going on. Is that the last picture? Okay. <laughs> See, there was always a reason for everything Jesus, God, Jesus, he, he, he spoke in parables. That's how he taught, he did his best teaching. And he always taught them these things so they could just, now, yes, there's a spiritual connotation too that we are in, in a battle against but Jesus was letting them know, you see all this man-made stuff? 
it's not going to last. But what I'm fixing to build is going to last forever. And as you look back through, through history, on everybody who says they were going to destroy the church, every one of them's dead, but the church is alive and well. Hallelujah. Nero, the emperor of Rome, tried to wipe out the church, gathered up the Christians, took them into the arena in Rome, fed them to lions, burned them at the stake. He said, I'm going to destroy the church, but I'm here to tell you the church of the living God. Amen. That was birthed on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Through the fire and the spirit of God. It's alive and well. Hallelujah. And you better get in it if you want to make it. And there's only one way to get in it. You've got to be born again. Everybody stand to your feet. <laughs> Glory. The first thing that I want to do is to give an opportunity for salvation. If there's anybody in the sound of my voice here in this building or watching home online, if you haven't been born again, if you haven't repented of your sins, been baptized in his name, filled with the Spirit, you need to make that decision right now. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Hallelujah. I cannot. There's some other things that I want to do that I feel on my heart, but first, I'm going to first give an opportunity. The first part of this altar calls for those Whatever it is, maybe you've never repented. Maybe you have repented, but you ain't never made a commitment to be baptized. Maybe you need to come and say, I'm, I'm committing to be baptized in Jesus' name. If not today, and say, you know, I'll be ready next Sunday or Wednesday night or whenever. Make that commitment because this is what Jesus did all this about. Hallelujah. Won't you come today? Hallelujah. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was that by faith I received my sight, and now I'm happy on the day. One more time. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the birth of my heart. Lord it was that by faith I received my sight, and now I'm happy on the day.
give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <clears throat> now, I am believing the Lord right now. And if there's anybody else wants prayer for your body, we will pray for you too. But I am believing God for a miracle right now. Amen. Just leave it. Just leave it. She's got a torn rotary cup that's really bad on this side. 